Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we'll take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we're all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Hi friends, we are so excited that you could join us for another episode on Created. Um, I am back everybody in case you have missed my voice. Um, Today you have Taffy, Amanda and Emily. So it's all three of us on the podcast today because it is such a special, special day. I have one of my really good friends, um, Mele Bolutolu, who is with us today, and she is going to be talking about all things marriage. So I met Mele about um, 2015 when I went and did my discipleship training school with Youth with a Mission, and I did not know that this woman was going to be in my life for the rest of my life, basically. So um, every time when we celebrate her youngest daughter's birthday, it always reminds me how long I have been in missions for. And if anyone has ever met her youngest daughter, Susanna, she is just the life of the party. I feel like she is like all the personalities of all her children, herself, her husband, all put in one dynamic human being and she is just explosive so no little to say i love her to bits she is just gorgeous but enough about susanna because it's not about susanna today today we are having melee and she's going to talk about all things marriage but before we go into that amanda is going to share a bit about how she knows melee and so will emily yes so very similar to taffy Mele, I met Mele the year before, so actually on our DTS, Mele and Natani told us that they were expecting Susanna, so it was a very, very uh, exciting time, but Mele was actually my, Mele and Natani were my school leaders for my DTS, so they received a young 18-year-old Amanda at the time, and so I have known Mele for next year will be 10 years, which is so crazy to think about, it just, uh, blows my mind how fast time has gone by but Mele is extremely as I mean Taffy has mentioned um just incredibly special to both of us and she is just a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and the way that her and Natani have just modeled marriage to so many people around them it's a privilege to have her on the podcast today so um but yeah that is how I know Mele and for Emily so special occasion. Yes, I know. I have had the pleasure of hearing so many wonderful things about Mele and her family and just the impact that she's had on both Taffy and Amanda. And um, I'm just excited that I get to hear firsthand all of the wonderful things that they have shared and just get to know you, Mele, in a better um, way today. So thank you. Thank you for being here. I will echo kind of what they said We are just so grateful that you would just take the time and just share some of your wisdom with us. And I pray that we can just learn from you today and through you. And so I'm actually going to start us off. We would love, as we kind of dive into marriage, just 
first to get a little background about you and your husband, how you guys met, what that what was that story for you guys? Well, good morning <laughs> from far north Queensland uh, here in Australia. Thank you very much for the the wonderful um, introduction. I'm actually quite humbled. And thank you, Emily. Uh, so where did we meet? Um, Netanya and I first met during the Olympic Games in Atlanta in 1996. I was already with uh, uh, Youth with a Mission then, and he came with a King's Kids team. King's Kids uh, was a ministry in YWAM back in the day, and um, he was part of the Fiji team. Um, back then, I was uh, living in, in, um, in Oregon. That's where the YOM prayer team was and uh, so when the leaders when the leaders said oh you know how many of you have got the word of the Lord to go down and to pray for the Olympic Games I said I wasn't going because I was tired and I thought okay you know I'll have my party you know the whole team goes and I can stay back so so the team left the following morning I got a call from from our leader um, he's still in YWAM. His name is uh, Paul Hawkins. And he said to me, Mele, I really believe the Lord has spoken that you are to come on a red eye flight. The sooner you come, the better. My heart just dropped because, one, I didn't want to pray and ask the Lord because I, I, I kind of knew what the Lord was going to say. And secondly, I just wanted some time to myself. Now, it may sound selfish, but, you know, when you have roommates pretty much all your YOM life, sometimes you just want the space. I was in that, that mode. I was in that season. And so, um, cause, and then I said, oh, Paul, sorry, but I haven't prayed. And he said, well, you need to pray and ask the Lord. And so, you know, I was like, okay, all right, I'll pray. Before I even finished my prayer, the Lord spoke and said, Yes, you are going. Now, you you know, I'm sure you're all aware of how YWAM works. I didn't have any money. And so, you know, to me, that was my, um, my carrot, dangling it in front of my leaders and saying, I don't have any money, thinking they were going to let me go. They ended up praying, praying in Atlanta, and, and they all got a sense that I needed to be there. I was a bit frustrated and I was stressed because I was like, I don't really want to go. And I don't know why he keeps pushing when he had already asked everyone to take time to pray. And here I am being called, you know, hello, uh, I didn't want to go. So anyway, um, I was like, okay, Lord, you know, please, you need to deal with my attitude because I don't really want to go to Atlanta. And so, you know, after going through all that and I was talking with some of the other girls that stayed back. And, um, you know, they just walked me through it and, you know, just encouraging me. They said, you know, if the Lord says no, then we just all stay. And so I was like, okay. So I prayed and yes, of course, the Lord said yes. And uh, so I was like, Lord, you know, if you want me to go, then you've got to provide. Because I'm not going to write to any of my friends or my supporters. You have to reveal yourself. Okay, so this is a two-way thing. And so... Amanda and Taffy are laughing because I'm sure they can relate. So anyway, you know, I'm... No, Melly, Melly, you just sound like a little rebel. <laughs> I did not know the oh, side yes. of you. I, like when everybody you. thinks of you, you're like a rebel with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
you know, I'm sitting there. I was doing something. I was there somewhere in the house. And um, one of the other ladies, she came and said, Mele, there's, there's a Fijian man out the door, in the front door. And she, he said, he wants to meet you. And I'm going, who in the world would come here? Because this is in Eugene. That's where the, the, the prayer base used to be for YOM. So I come to the door and there's the screen, you know, the door is open, but there's a screen and I look out and it's my uncle. It's my mom's brother. He, I have an uncle that lives in Oregon, but he lives in Portland, you know, which is quite a drive as well, you know. So anyway, um, you know, I'm just surprised. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, you know, I opened the door and I was so happy to see him. And he said, oh, I'm actually just here to see you I um, and to give you some money. I knew that you were here. I know we haven't been in touch and everything, but, um, you know, I just thought to stop by. You look well, how's everything? I said, oh, come in, have tea. And um, he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm actually on my way home. So he left, you know, I have this envelope. And I, you know, at the back of my mind, even though I'm talking with my uncle, I knew that this was the money that I needed to pay for my ticket to Atlanta. <laughs> and so, you know, right to the T, you know, it's like, oh God, you know, in big, bold, bold, you know, neon lights, if there was any, you know, God saying, you said, and here it is. So I was, I was quite humbled because to me, when the Lord does that, I know that God is trying to say something really big. Like, there's a reason why. And um, so I caught the red eye flight. I got into Atlanta, went to, uh, you know, drop my stuff at the church where we were staying. And then we drove to the theme park, uh, which was closed for the summer. And that was where all the King's Kids from around the world were staying. The King's Kid leaders were wanting a prayer team to be on, on ground with the rest of the team. So we are actually in prayer and um, we had a time of just waiting on the Lord, just being silent. And then I heard Fijian words, you know, I heard Fijian language. And I'm like, is there a team from Fiji here? So, you know, I'm trying to be really discreet to not open my eyes and look because I'm sitting right in the front. And so I look over and sure enough, it was a group from my church. It was all the young people from my, my home church. <clears throat> And I was like, oh my gosh, I know these people. So anyway, after the prayer, I went up to them and I was introduced to my husband. When I left Fiji, he had not been in church. So that gives you time to think of how far, you know, how, how long I have been to Fiji when I saw the team. And so I was like, oh, so, uh, so I've, because I've never met him. And he said, oh, I... I help with the worship, and I was like, oh, okay. So that was the first time we met, and, you know, even during that time, I'm, I was very guarded. So we, there was nothing. There was no googly you know, eyes for him right off the bat? No, no googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was so focused on, on ministry and what I believe God had called me to that I wasn't... Um, I Looking. think, yeah, my, my focus was, was quite... Um, Focused. Yes. I, I, don't know, I don't know how to say it, you know, but I think back then when you have so much going 
for you and you know you know what you want and you're seeing it coming to fruition especially as a single woman back then marriage was not even in the picture you know i had friends who were like oh i really want to get married but i was the total opposite you know i i was like no i'm on i'm on a lane right now this is my heart if it happens it happens but if it does i'm happy with my life you know so yeah so that's where i met uh natani so wow how old were you guys um i think 23 24 mm. wow. wow i think so, yeah. <laughs> so so when is the part where you know you got together because you know you met at that moment and you were just so focused on what the lord had for you i'm sure natani was like yes this is the woman for me <laughs> okay fast forward a few years after that in another YWAM meeting but this time it was a by invite only YWAM uh, meeting the interesting thing was this meeting was about ships because we did not have any ships back then the only ship we had back then was the island mercy that was still docked in new zealand but the marine reach base for island mercy was in fiji so the meeting was actually in fiji so the 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 invite had come from lauren and darlene and uh, it was a, a very a low-key meeting but all these you know, why when big wigs came to it. And I also, you know, um, uh, fortunately enough, I guess because I was already in the region, I got the invite to come and sit in. So it was actually in this hotel. I don't know how my husband knew that I was actually in Fiji because the reason why I needed to keep low key is because I wasn't planning on going home to Suva, where my family is, and because I was actually on my way out to attend another meeting, another conference, a women's conference in Malaysia. So, you know, my schedule in Fiji was quite tight. And so um, uh, I come out, I think it was the third day of our meeting. I come out uh, just to come and get some fresh air and I walked past the the Marine Reach reception that was in the hotel, and the phone rings. But the, the staff girl that was normally there, she wasn't there then. So I answered the phone. Oh, my goodness. And guess who was on the line? No. <laughs> it was time. And I was like, yes. Because I'm like, oh, good afternoon, Marine Reach. This is Mele. And he's like, hello. And I knew right away, it's because, you know, a thick Fijian accent. And I'm like, hello? And he goes, oh, um, can I please speak to Mele? Speaking? Oh, and then he's like, oh, Bula. And I'm going, okay, uh, who, who is this? And then he said, oh, it's, it's me, it's Natani. Oh, hello. And I'm going, where is this girl that's supposed to be sitting here? And so I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? It's been so long. You know, and he's like, oh, yes, yes. I'm, and so I'm going, so how did you know I was here? And he said, oh, you you were probably sitting out in the sun deck with some of the palangis there. And um, uh, another cousin of mine drove by in a car, in a, in, it's, you know, company vehicle, and saw that she lives in Suva. 
And she, you know, as soon as she got to Suva, uh, she must have met Metani somewhere in the city and said, oh, guess who I saw? I just wasn't sure if that was really her or not. And I'm like, oh. oh my goodness. Had you guys not seen each other? No, since we Atlanta? hadn't. No. That was actually, that <gasps> oh, was the wow. first time we actually were talking. So that's why I didn't recognize his oh, voice. Oh my goodness. And, and so, and I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, I said, okay, and so, um, why why do you want to talk to me? Like, I'm, you know, I'm going, I don't even know this guy, you know. I don't know him well to, you know, to just have a, you know, a conversation. So I'm like, oh, so, uh, you know, how's the church? And he's telling her, because I, I, I'm trying to think, what is he wanting to talk to me? Like, why is he calling me? You know, and so finally I said, oh, so um, is there anything you, you needed? Like, well, and he goes, oh, I actually wanted to come down and, and meet you. And I'm going, you know, I'm actually flying out this Saturday. I didn't tell him this, but in my head, you know, and I'm going, so I can't, I'm not planning on coming to Suva. He goes, oh, I can come down. And I'm like, it's a four, four five hours bus ride to come from Suva to Lotoka, where I was, you are on the phone. Mate, just tell me, <laughs> you know? I'm like, just tell me I'm on the phone for crying out loud. And he's like, oh no, I have to see you face to face. I have to see you face to face and tell you. Oh, okay. And I'm like, what is so important that you have to come in a bus to Lotoka, to this hotel, to tell me? And I'm going, you know, please just tell me over the phone. You don't need to come all the way here. And he's like, oh, I, are you sitting? I'm like, is this really that important? And so he's, and he's like, oh, can I, you know, because Emily, if you know my husband, he's, he's very, very respectful and very, you know, so he's, he's always very, oh, you know, it's, it's about you and he wants to make sure that you are comfortable and, you know, and that's what. Actually, I'm not sitting down. You, you just, you just need to tell me it's okay. Just, I don't want you to waste your money catching the bus to come all the way here, and then I'm not here. I, I hadn't told him yet that I was flying to to Malaysia. I had, he didn't know, and so that's why I was like, just tell me, mate. You know, don't have to come all the way here. And so, um, he said, oh, I just wanted to tell you that. Um, I've been praying, and I'm like, okay, and um, um, I just really want to say, and he's speaking to me in Fijian, so he's looking for the formal words to tell me uh, in the right way, um, you know, because we have the casual Fijian and we have the formal, and so, uh, you know, he's like, I just want to tell you that I've been praying, yeah, and I, I just uh, really want to have a special relationship with you. And I went, sorry, uh, you what? Um, I would like to have a special relationship. Uh, okay, listen, can you call me back in like three hours? Because that's when we have our break, and I'll be able to talk to my leaders, and uh, I will let you know. Put the phone down. Oh, my goodness. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for for the afternoon break, you know. So all the leaders come out. I saw Tom Hallis and Linda Cowie, who's the wife of uh, the Marine Rich director. So 
And so they're sitting and chatting. And so I was like, you know what? I need to, I just need to bounce this off and see if this is from the Lord. So I come over and I go, Tom, Linda, and they're like, oh, yes. How, how are you? And I said, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I have something really important to say. And they were like, yes, what is it? This, um, this uh, boy. Yeah, what boy? Um, this boy um, just called me. Is he a YWAMA? No, no, no. He's not. But he, he, he's been affiliated with YWAM. He's been part of King's Kids. So he knows YWAM. Yeah? Well, he's just asked for a relationship. And Tom just kind of looked me, you know, and go, Mali, how old are you now? And, and I'm like, uh, yeah, well, I'm in my 30s. This kind of stuff doesn't need praying about. You're getting older. Does he love you? Uh, well, we, we, I don't know him. <laughs> and Linda is just like, you know, oh, precious Linda. She's just like, Mali, you know, you can just say a small prayer and then, if you want to, but otherwise just say yes. Because he's just wanting a relationship. He's not asking you to get married. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, I didn't even pray about it. Me, I go oh on the phone, teaching on intercession and prayer, and I didn't pray about the most important decision of my life. <laughs> I did not know that, Melee. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so he calls me at dinner time. And I said, well, I've talked with my leaders, and yes, I will have a relationship with you. Now, before I was flying to, to Malaysia, I was actually on my way to Tonga to teach in a DTS on prayer. Yeah. So, <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. I said, listen, my family don't know that I'm here, so please, can you keep this to yourself? Because I don't really want, you know, anyone to know, because I'm, I'm flying back out. I will try and change my ticket and come back, and then I can come and see you. So he's like, yeah, sure. So anyway, I get to Tonga. The first night, it just dawned on me, oh my gosh, I didn't even pray about this. So I jump out of my bed in the guest room. I get down on my knees, and I'm like, Lord, please tell me, is this the man for me? Because, you know, I'm getting older, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and so... You know, because if the Lord has to give me a guy, it has to be for keeps. So, you know, I jump out of the bed. I'm praying. As I waited on God, the Lord took me back to my DTS when Dean Sherman spoke on relationship. Because right at the end of the week, he said, write down your list of what you want in the man you would like to marry or the woman you would like to marry. And it doesn't have to be just spiritual. Write anything you want. Mine was like almost four pages long, you know. Everybody had different men. Some of the girls, their, their list, woo! You know, you look at it, you're like, oh, how come I didn't even think of that? And then I add it to my list. <laughs> so, but anyway, the Lord reminded me of my list. And the first four was Netani. My, the first thing I said, I, I wrote on my list was, he would be someone who is a worship leader and loves worship, loves the presence of the Lord, knows how to hear God's voice. And uh, the fourth one was, he's a, he's a leader. And uh, I just sat there, I mean, on my knees, and I'm going, wow, Lord, are you saying that 
he's the one. You know how in some airports, you know, when they change the, the arrivals or the departures and, you know, it just goes click, click, click. That's how it was for me. And the Lord just reminded me of all the things. Because one of the things that I said, he had to be taller than me. So, you know, this was one of the, the non-spiritual thing that I wrote. And so, you know, I was like, for some people, they need to get the word of the Lord, which is fine. But for me, that was enough. You know, that was enough for, for the Lord to actually say, yeah, this is it. So, you know, here we are. We'll be 20 years married next, uh, what's, in May. In May, we'll be 20 years. And um, still serving the Lord, still here, you know, enjoying each other's company and that championing each other. So, yeah. the story. It was too long, eh? <laughs> no, it was oh, so my. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I love about what you were sharing, Melanie, um, is, is that like just even your journey, it was how you were continually hearing God, even when you were not wanting to hear God, even when you were not wanting to pray. It's just like certain principles that were so highlighted in just your journey in it, like. Yes, you were sold out wholeheartedly going after God. You know, that's Matthew 6 verse 33. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added. And even in your wholehearted pursuit for God, God was still taking care of you. And yes, a few years later, you're still busy. You're still so focused on what the Lord has for you. But even in that time, it took your leaders, you know, the trusted ones, you know, the wisdom to know, this guy has randomly called you on the phone and he's like, wild. yo, girl. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? But, but the wisdom in the fact of this was something way out of your comfort zone, but the wisdom to go to your leaders and go, hey, this is what has happened and the advice that they gave you. I know, I know these leaders, and I know that's not the kind of advice they would have given to any ordinary person, but knowing you and your devotion to the Lord, it was so fitting for that. But even in that, yes, you're going around and you're doing ministry and all of that. Just the sensitivity of your relationship with God. You know, that mm -hmm. moment where you've gone and you're teaching about prayer, which is so funny. Because the very thing you're, you're teaching on, you haven't done. <laughs> and then you're like, in the middle of it, you're like, oh my goodness, I have to pray. And the, the reason why I just break down your story in that way is that, you know, some people may be listening and to them, they think that, oh, you know, you're just one in a million that this happens to. Oh, it's just a fluke. Oh, it's just by chance. But this is what it means to follow the Lord. This is what it means to be committed to that journey with Jesus. And this is what he adds on to, you, to your life. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And he has truly added all these things. Your beautiful four children are there to tell all these things he has added. Your amazing, strong, powerful warrior, Fijian husband, who is the softest human I've ever known. So pastoral, so loving. And all these things he has added to you. So I think it was just so fitting that, yes, it was great you telling that story, but I think I just wanted us to pause there for a minute just to be reminded of the principles that you followed as you were going through your journey. Because for someone who might be walking at the beginning of their journey with Christ, or maybe some people have become so tired of just waiting on the Lord, so tired of going, 
God, when is it going to be my chance? But actually, have you been following the principles of what the word of God says? So it's, yes, it's such a joy to hear these stories. <laughs> I, I just love, because I also, knowing you two, you're both also very different. So I just love how that had just like, even in the whole like Natani asking you how politely and like, you know, just wanting to do it the right way, best way. And you're like, yeah, can you just tell me, please? I mean, those are just, could not like depict you two more. I just loved it so much. And I still... In real life. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's literally how you guys are. Which kind of leads me to a question that I have for you, Melly, in your marriage. Um, and that is, I know we have a few questions that we kind of wanted to, to jump. And I'm going to jump to it, the second one. Um, and it is wondering if you can share how you both celebrate your differences and find unity. Knowing that you guys are so different in certain ways. And how you guys learned how to submit to one another in those differences, knowing that you carry specific things that the Lord clearly brought you guys together for. But as we know, Emily and I can attest sometimes in marriage, that is not the most easiest thing to do. So I just was wondering if you could share that and how you guys learned to do that, knowing that about yourselves. Okay. Um... Natani is, is an extrovert. He loves people. Our house is, it's, it's open for anyone and everyone. It's a revolving door. And in the midst of all that as well, he's also, he can also be very quiet. And I'm the introvert. I like my space. I like structure. You, you tell me things, it has to go A, B, C, D, E. If you miss B and C and go straight to E, I'm lost, okay, because I, I don't know where, where I'm going, you know, where do things fit. Whereas for my husband, it doesn't matter if it's structured or if it's scattered, he still knows how to go from A to B to C. And, and for me, it's like, no, you need to give me the instructions. I need the handbook. And when the handbook is not in operation, I stop. Because I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm not a risk taker, whereas my husband is. Uh, my husband is, is very hang loose, but I, I like to know what's happening in the next few hours, what's happening tomorrow. Whereas he's, oh, can we just go to, you know, and I'm like, oh, we have to go to at this time. Yeah, 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 we will. And so when I don't see him come home and the time is almost, you know, we have to go, I start to stress, My, I get frustrated, I'm calling him, he's not picking up, I, I, I'm about to implode. So, you know, that's how different we are. And yet in our differences, we have been able to celebrate each other. My husband is passionate about rugby. I'll give you an example, okay? Um, is very passionate about rugby. I'm the least person, you know. He knows every player and the number jersey that they wear. I don't know the rugby players from a bar of soap. So when he's when it's rugby season, it's rugby season right now. When it's rugby season, he hoards the TV. So the children have to go and look for something else to do because Mr. Bolotolu is going to sit there and watch his games. I come in, hun, 
Uh, don't forget the yes, yes, don't worry. Okay, I'll come back 15 minutes later. And don't forget the bin needs to go out to the, the, the front of the house. And yes, yes, I'll do that. Don't worry. Gosh, the bin, the truck will come tomorrow morning. Don't worry, it'll be out there. The morning comes. We hear the truck. Did you take the bins? Oh, the bins! You know, that's, that's, that's us. So it wasn't like this when we first started. We just had to work out our differences. But if there is one thing that we have learned to magnify, I would say, a lot in our marriage, it's love. Because, you know, I was very quick to point out to him, you didn't do this, you did. Whereas for him, if it does happen, it's okay, let it fall. It doesn't work out. I'm the one who wants to pick up those things that have fallen and fix. Whereas, you know, he is like, you know, those things are going to just stress you out. Now, this was before children came into the scene. And, you know, um, I was so sick when we first got married. I think for the first three, four, four months, I just laid in bed. You know, my, my body telling me that I needed to stop. And so he had to look after me. And um, uh, I think I was, because I've never had experienced having a husband look after you, you know, and so for him to, you know, he would come home after work and just cook and clean and, you know, it's like wanting to make sure that I was okay. He'll be like, do you want to watch the news? I'll just, just wait here. I'll go and set up the couch and make sure my blanket and my pillow is, it's just perfect. And then he'll come and take me. And, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm being pampered. And uh, if you know me, Emily, I'm not a very touchy-feely person. I'm very, what's the word? I, I have to hug people in order for people to hug me. I'm more words. I'm, I'm a word person, you know. And so if someone just randomly uh, hugs me, I... <laughs> I cringe. I would force hugs on Bella and she'd be like, so that I, I, I can psych myself so that I can give you the same love you're giving me. So I'm not. <laughs> Whereas, you know, so I had to learn to, I had to learn to do that with my husband so it you know it was the best time for us to that when i was sick to be able to have someone just love on me that way you know and and hug me and check my temperature mm. and you know making sure i'm massaged and you know, it, it overwhelmed me you know to the point i'm like can you just stop that why are you doing that actually i don't i don't like that you know, and he's like, you need to just, you know, we're, we're married now. <laughs> just stop, you know. And he's like, you need to get used to the fact that we're going to be sleeping together. <laughs> we're going to, you know, because, oh, my gosh. Yeah, life, you know. It, it, life is a journey. <laughs> and so, so, so basically what you're trying to say, Mele, is that um, that's a whole nother conversation and a whole nother transition. That you had to go through the fact that you had to think about oh we're going to be in the same room we're going to sleep in the same room <laughs> but but we will free you from that conversation no. No. it's okay <laughs> what i'm trying to say is 
because all my life I've had to trust the Lord. Well, not all my life, but my YWAM life. Uh, I have had to trust the Lord. I had to trust the process that I had to trust my husband, that he's here physically and I needed to trust him. Yes, I can continue to trust the Lord. It doesn't demean or deflect the trust I had, but God had brought him in my life that, you know, I've got to trust him. If he wants to do things for me, even though that was not my love language, I have to trust it because he wants the best for me. You, you get what I mean? So that's, that was basically what I was trying to say. And um, yeah, I, I, I just hope that that came clear. It did. I think one of the, my favorite things that you had mentioned in that is how in your differences that you guys have magnified love above all the other things that happens. And I think that's where so many people get tripped up, especially within marriage, is it's not often covered by the magnification of love. It's often you find the fault and you definitely have no problem like pointing that out in each other. And then instead of love covering that, there's normally like bitterness that comes in or there mm -hmm. is um, just tension, anything yeah. that's willing to kind of separate you two versus choosing love over that person, knowing that your personalities are completely mm -hmm. opposite, even in the way that you think about putting a piece of mail into the mailbox, you know, but knowing, okay, this is a Tawny, and yet how you guys have kind of just learned to mesh, and I laugh also how Natani is big rugby. Emily and I both have husbands who are passionate <laughs> about their sport of choice. And it is very similar in our households in which whatever the, that season uh, comes on, ours is baseball, which it's spring training at the moment. And baseball season has started. It never really stops. So uh, my husband is very much the same. And just learning. <laughs> I loved how you talked about that because you know, especially now into marriage, you know these things about each other. And so <laughs> back at the beginning, it was maybe a little bit more explosive and a little bit more like, what is going on and why are you doing it like that? And you are stressing me out. And now I know you just know that person. So instead of it being such a shock, there's an ability to be like, I know this about mm -hmm. you and I'm just going to love you through it. And that is just going to like, we're going to function in our, in our ways, learning how to, you know, function together in that. But I, that just made me chuckle because. I, we can relate. I know Emily and I can relate in that way, at least, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I think because right in the beginning uh, of our marriage, because of our differences, one of the things we agreed upon was we needed to talk. If mm. I saw something and he didn't, and to me it's like common sense, you see something, do something about it. Uh, sometimes my husband, does, you know, he can walk right by it. And I'm like, didn't you see the, you know, so right in the beginning of our marriage, one of the things that we had agreed upon was to talk, to communicate, you know. And Natalie is very good at always checking in on me. How are you doing? You know, how's, how's uh, your day been? Are you okay? Do you need help? Mm. Or if I'm thinking about stuff, you know, I'll tell him, oh, um, I have a thought about this, or, or even uh, making both big and small decisions. So we made that agreement that even if we are quiet, that doesn't mean that we're just being quiet, you know. It means he's processing things or I'm processing things, and somebody needs to just ask the question. Because Netani is a verbal processor, and I'm the internal one. So he has to pull me out. And he always knows how to do that, you know. 
because for for Netani, it's uh, you know his his love language. Everything with my husband is big. You've just got to give, you know. And I, just like with you, um, Amanda, with rugby, I've just had to learn. You know, he's like, just come and sit, because I'll sit there, and I'm like, so why does he have to throw the ball like that? Why does he have? To? After this, then I'll explain. And I'm like, but by the time you explain, the game's finished. I want to know why it's. And he's like, this is the reason why. Just, just please, just, just watch the game. So, I've learned to enjoy it. And he's, he also uh, knows that I like to go out for coffee. So he's learned, he's actually come a long way because he used to go, he used to walk right past cafes because he would look at the board and read all these Italian names and things and go, you know, what are those foreign things? It's like it's coffee, it's just fancy. It's just gourmet, just walk in and, you know, so he's learned. Because, you know, as an island boy, do you have fancy Italian names like that in the islands? Absolutely not. So for him to come... No frappuccinos, no, cappuccinos, no, americanos no. over there. <laughs> His favorite now is a cappuccino with a, with a shot of vanilla. Look at that. Wow. Natani, that's... Natani, he's, he's fancy. <laughs> So, you know, so he, he knows. He'll randomly go, you want to go out for coffee? You know, I take the chance because I know this is an opportunity for us to talk. You know, and so, um, you know, that's when we have our heart-to-heart -heart conversations. So, because he's very random. And so I have to jump to the to the, the randomness, you know, because whereas my orderly thing doesn't really work, you know? Yeah. And so when it's random, it's like, yes, let's do it. So I've, I've, I've learned. I love I how think you said too, it. I think, too, one of the things... Oh, go, man. No, really quick. I was just going to say, I love how you said it. Like, he's come a long way in that knowing that that is a journey. Like, I know Eric and I will be married three years in May, and we've had to come a long way in learning how to serve each other in those certain ways. And yet it's, you know... An, I feel like we both have ex learned how to do that. And yet, I think for some people right at the beginning, it's like, like you said, like, how do you not just see that? Or why is that not just common sense? Or like, why can you not see that? But it is. And they do. Like, you do both grow in learning how to do those things. But sometimes it is a journey to get there. So... Just like last week, our conversation with Mele went a little longer than expected. So we are going to take a break here and pick up next week, finishing our conversation about all things marriage and hearing more stories of what built their life together. We hope you join us next week as we finish our conversation with Mele Bolotolu. Thank you so much for listening to The Creative Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us at created.podcast on Instagram and also on our website, youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week, but until then, don't forget, you are created.